0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Blue Jays reporter, Gregor Chisholm. Gregor, the games are going on down in the Grapefruit League. Baseball's back. That's always fun. Um, As far as the Blue Jays go, some players off to great starts, some players not really getting off to a start due to some injury. So we'll kind of get through all of that. And then towards the end of the podcast, we're also going to get Your thoughts on life on the road, because obviously you travel a lot with this Blue Jays team, and I'm sure over the years there's been a couple of fun stories you can probably share uh, with the people listening in on the podcast, but... Hey, let's start with some good news, and there was some good news on Thursday from this Blue Jays team when you see Jose Batista hit his first home run of the spring. Jay Happ fire a scoreless start in his first outing. There was a lot of positives to take from that game on Thursday.
1: Yeah, there really was, and and particularly for Batista, you like to see him get off uh, to a nice start, and I think... Uh, the World Baseball Classic is eventually going to help him as well get ready for the start of the season. But he's obviously looking for for a big time bounce back year after a bit of a down season last year. And uh, you know he's got a lot of proof uh, coming in on a one year deal, uh, potentially going to re-enter the market a- a- again next season. And he's looking to reestablish some value. And the Blue Jays, quite frankly, need that bat. And so whenever you see the power coming around from him, nice and early on, uh, that's that's obviously an encouraging sign.
0: And then how about Hap And, and the, obviously he's a guy who was so good a year ago, and you wondered if he might regress again this year. Obviously a nice start. You can only take so much from numbers as far as spring training goes, especially the first couple times out. But at least there's a comfort level there.
1: Yeah, no, there is. And he's, a, he's an interesting one because, you know, I've seen him in Blue Jays camp have, you know, a great spring training and then go on to really struggle at the start of the regular season. I've seen him have a, a really terrible spring training and and start the year off really well. So he can be a little bit unpredictable in that regard. But I think the main thing for him is that he's feeling good. He's feeling healthy and uh, he's feeling comfortable after, you know, working deep into October last year. Uh, He's a guy who's really become a little bit more of a, an innings eater uh, as his career has progressed. and, And when he responds well to that workload, um, you know, obviously that's another encouraging sign for the team as well.
0: You talked about Batista and his home run. Uh, Kevin Pilar off to a great start, four for ten through four games uh, to start things off. And Dalton Pompey off to a good start. And that's great to see because you like to think this guy who skyrocketed through the minor leagues a few years ago can kind of now say, all right, I went too fast. Now we're back here. Maybe he's settled in. Uh, He's going to be heading off to the World Baseball Classic. Um, How good is it to see him off to a nice start?
1: It really is, and he needs it because, I mean, he really is kind of coming in as as the dark horse candidate, and, and he's a little bit more towards the back of the pack in the left field mix when you're talking about guys like Steve Pierce, Melvin Upton, and, and to a lesser extent, Zico Carrera. There's a lot of options there, but uh, you know, Pompey does have an opportunity at his disposal where he can take advantage of it. And I think the World Baseball Classic is is, is going to help him as well in this case. I mean, sometimes uh, you know, players in the middle of competitions for jobs in spring training, it's, it's sometimes it's not a smart idea to to leave the team, but. Uh, you know, he's going to have a very prominent role on Team Canada playing against uh, some high-quality pitchers from some other countries, and it's going to be a, an opportunity for him to showcase his skills as well. So I think he can actually make help his case uh, by moving into that role, uh, and then he'll have a couple weeks at the end of camp to, to kind of come back and, and try and make a name for himself in, in that mix for left field.
0: And a challenging group as far as Team Canada goes in the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. I believe it's Canada, the United States, The Dominican Republic and Colombia, is that right, Gregor?
1: Yes, yes, it is. No, they're they're going to be up against it for sure, and they're missing some key components as well, and uh, that's one of the reasons why Pompey is going to be such a featured uh, player on that team.
0: Yeah, Russell Martin not playing in the game. You call it the group of death. That's a term that you get in uh, in the World Cup as far as soccer <laughs> goes. But when you look at the groupings for the World Baseball Classic, that is by far, I think, the toughest group. What's the interest level like uh, in Canada for the World Baseball Classic? I feel like in the United States there's some mix in there. Some people get really excited about it. Some people just want opening day to come. Um, in some of the Caribbean countries, I think there's a lot more excitement about it. In the Dominican Republic, they won it, of course, last year. And, and even over in Asia, there's a lot more excitement. What's it like in Canada?
1: I think it's pretty comparable to the United States. Uh, maybe there's a, the interest is slightly higher, but I think for the most part, it is kind of Uh, hit or miss to a certain extent as well. I think one thing people do love is obviously seeing competitive baseball at this time of year, but I think Canadians really kind of embrace it uh, when they see how the team does a little bit. There was a game uh, a couple of World Baseball classics ago where Canada – Uh, Beat the United States here in Toronto, and that was one of that's a game that still does get talked about. So there are certainly key moments from the World Baseball Classic that have really kind of shone through, and you know there's certainly a lot of disappointment that Russell Martin uh, is not going to be able to take part in it for for insurance purposes. Um, but you know, I think the, the Canadians will enjoy the team regardless. But that is going to be a that is going to be a very very tough division to to actually advance in.
0: And they will of course play the United States again, so a chance to kind of reignite that magic from from a few years ago. Uh, all right, let's talk some injuries because there's there's always some in spring training. Uh, Josh Donaldson calf strain took batting practice on Wednesday, so it seems like he's kind of on his way back. I guess the big injury is is Sparkman, the Rule 5 pick of this Blue Jays team, and everybody remembers what Joe Biagini did last year as the Rule 5 pick. Um, I guess there's two ways to look at it when you have a Rule 5 guy get injured. On one hand, you, you were hoping he could contribute a little bit like Biagini did a year ago, and, and he's going to be delayed in that regard. On the other hand, you have to keep this guy on your Major League roster all season long and if he's on the disabled list for a little bit, that doesn't take one of those active roster spots up.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, this is obviously tough news for Sparkman. He he doesn't want to get hurt clearly, uh, and, and a guy who wanted to make the team out of spring training. But from a club perspective, there actually really is kind of a positive spin that they can have in all of this. And uh, you know, Sparkman, the fact that he's not going to be able to get ready for opening day means that the Blue Jays can start him on the DL and and then they can also put him on a rehab assignment later on before he needs to get activated. So that, that gives them a much longer look at him. I mean, Sparkman's a guy who historically has has started throughout his minor league career, but the Jays have really been interested in what he could bring in kind of shorter stints and and how that mid nineties velocity plays up in that type of role. And, uh, you know, now they're going to be able to probably get a, a look at him for, uh, you know, a very large chunk of April or whenever he comes back before they're actually going to have to make a decision on him. And, and by then, they should also have more figured out in their own bullpen. So uh, it actually does kind of help improve the, the depth and, and gives the team uh, more options long term. But. Uh, for, for Sparkman himself, it's certainly disappointing that he's not going to be in the mix of that 25-man roster.
0: And then, how about Devin Travis, another guy who hasn't played yet? Obviously, a year ago he went through all of this with the injuries. This is not as serious, but where does he stand right now?
1: Yeah, it's interesting because Travis hasn't played yet, um, and you know, coming off uh, you know knee surgery and the, the bone bruise that that he dealt with offseason the injury history that he has had now certainly makes you at least concerned because it's a guy who before that dealt with the shoulder problems as well I and mean, when he's been on the field he's been absolutely lights out for this team and a really key member of the offense but um, you know unfortunately for him too often um, he hasn't been on the field because of injuries and I mean, now I think the fact that he hasn't debuted quite yet, I think that that has to be concerning a little bit for this organization. They still think he's going to be ready for opening day, but they can't uh, necessarily guarantee it either. So they're going to take that rehab slowly. The last thing they want is any kind of setback with that knee, you know, but they would also like to get him into that lineup sooner rather than later just to make sure he does get ready.
0: All right, let's move on to life on the road. And, Gregor, obviously for most of our writers here at MLB.com, and we have talking to them all about this topic, um, it's, it's travel around the country. It's international travel for you, which adds another <laughs> extra layer to it, I guess, obviously being based out of Toronto. But when you think back on the years you've been covering this team, and I think you said it, it's six now um, in the books. Um, what is there a story or two that stands out, a fun story uh, that's come about you traveling with the Blue Jays?
1: Well, I was actually, I'm known for – it used to be in my first couple of years on the beat uh, when I was getting used to the, the traveling schedule and booking constant flights and staying in hotels and sometimes not even knowing where I was. I was known to make a mistake or two, and when, it was actually when I was covering the uh, American League Championship Series between the, the Tigers and, and Red Sox. Uh, I booked a flight uh, to what I thought was Boston Logan Airport, uh, and I got to my connecting flight to where I thought I was going, and I ended up uh, flying into the completely wrong uh, airport and had to miss uh, the workouts earlier on in that day. I had to frantically rebook my flight and ended up having to take three, three flights to get to Boston for this workout day. So I, I used to be known for making those type of mistakes every now and then. Sometimes I'd show up with, uh, with the wrong uh, hotel reservation or whatnot. Thankfully, over time, I've learned to become my own travel agent and smooth those things out. But the first couple of years was a little bit rough when I was getting used to life on the road.
0: Those uh, those airport codes can get a little complicated. And obviously, in Boston, it's Logan Airport. I think it's L O G. Where where were you headed?
1: I was going to on my now I'm getting tested on my uh, American geography. Does Rhode Island make sense? Is, is there there's like a Boston area airport that would be like it was? I had to take a train. It was about an hour away. Yeah, uh, from where I for where I ended up, and I think it was Rhode Island, but I'm yeah, also the,
0: not the two because that's where I'm from. The two that would be in play would be Providence, Rhode Island, I think. Yes, and, or Manchester, yes. New Hampshire, are both uh, yes not too Providence, far from Boston. But so yeah. Providence, Rhode Island. See, you could have gone earlier in the summer. You could have caught a. potential. Tuckett Red Sox game. It's true. And you would have been all set. All right, great stuff, Gregor. This has been MOB.com Extras, our Blue Jays edition for Gregor Chisholm. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.